Ever wonder what it's like living in a house full of cats? Me either, until I recently found myself with eight permanent cat residents and occasional foster cats. I'm Sabrina Lee, and I'm a self-proclaimed crazy cat lady. I am not a cat expert and offer no advice to others. Anything I share is from my own experiences, unless otherwise credited. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. On each episode of Whole Bunch of Cats, I'll be sharing stories about life with so many cats. You can also see adventures of current residents on TikTok and Instagram at Whole Bunch of Cats. Twitter is Whole Bunch of Cat because adding the S made the handle too long. And now, without further ado, let me tell you a cat story. Yoda and Bamboo. Yoda and Bamboo are the kids' cats. Now, how did the cat committee grow from six members to eight? Ah, that's a great story. For the full picture, we need to go back a few years. Once upon a time, I got a cat for the kids. The year was 2014, and the cat was a gray tabby named Izzy. Within a year, the kid's dad decided they should have a cat at his house, too. Problem was, he rented his place, and the landlord asked for a pet deposit per the lease. No, 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 no! My understanding is that the kid's dad didn't realize that when he decided to adopt two adorable orange tabby kittens. He also didn't realize it when he took the kids to meet the kittens at the shelter and tell them that he was going to bring them home. And he also didn't realize it when he started the actual adoption process. It wasn't until the shelter asked for a letter from the landlord granting permission to have the cats that he realized this might be a problem. Ring-a-ding-ding! He wanted the cats... My understanding is he wasn't willing to pay the deposit. So, the kids came home from their visit with their dad, heavy-hearted. At the time, we only had one cat. And we wouldn't need a letter from the landlord as we own the house. So I told the kids what we could do is I could adopt the cats. Then, if their dad wanted them, he could have them. If he decided not to keep them, that was fine. They could live here. Okay, so probably not the most up and up thing, but darn it, seeing my kids heartbroken when there was something I could do prompted me to help. We shared our plan with the kid's dad, and he liked it. He assured me that he'd keep the cats. So off the kids and I went to adopt these sweet orange tabby kittens. When their dad picked the kids up for the weekend, he grabbed the kittens, too. Winner! Winner! They lived with him for seven years, both in his rented duplex and his purchased home. However, in 2021, he decided to move out of the state into an apartment and wouldn't have room for the cats. I believe he did try to rehome them, But rehoming adult cats can be challenging. 
As his move loomed closer, he told the kids he was going to surrender the cats back to the shelter. Again, kids were heavy-hearted. Here's the thing that we learned over the years with our own experiences with foster cats and foster kittens and adopting adult cats. Kittens will always be adopted. They're cute and fun and people love kittens. Cats are a bit harder. Bamboo and Yoda are big, bonded cats. Trying to adopt them out together would be a challenge, no matter the marketing. Not to mention, shelters have so many cats to try to promote for adoption. The thought of these two lovely guys crammed into a tiny cage all day did not sit well with me. Now, by this time, we had six cats living here. Two belonged to the kids, but this would definitely increase our cat committee population. On the flip side, the cats were already in my name. When he would take them to surrender, the shelter would call me, I was sure. There's no way I'd be able to leave them there. Also, when I adopted them originally, I knew this could happen. I also made arrangements with my oldest child that after college, and when she officially moved out, she'd take them with her. She agreed, and I made a call, or probably a text. I let the kid's dad know that since the cats were in my name, I'd take them back. I really didn't want them going through the trauma of being in the shelter for even one night. He agreed, and my youngest Skylar went to his house and picked them up to bring them back here. Now, I hadn't seen the cats in a while. There might have been a time or two, but I really hadn't paid attention to how big they'd gotten. Both cats have big frames, making them tall. But the girth of their bellies was startling. Bamboo looked more fit, while Yoda didn't even look real. I wondered how he was even walking. I'm not sure what food they'd been eating, but they transitioned to the blue buffalo food we feed all of our cats. It seems to be the easiest on everyone's tummies. They adjusted fine. I also wasn't sure of their temperament, as they'd only been around each other and people, not other cats. Looking back to the week we had them here as kittens, they did not get along with Izzy. Poor sweet Izzy always gets the short end of the stick. Regardless, we put the cats in the basement bedroom for them to adjust to their new environment. They stayed isolated for about a week. Then, we introduced them to the other cats. They do okay. Yoda does better than Bamboo with the other cats. Bamboo is a bully. He's bigger than the others, except Yoda. So he tries to intimidate the other members of the cat committee. Sadly, the only one he's really able to intimidate is Izzy who's moved outside for the time being. When the weather is extreme, we bring Izzy into my room, but as soon as it lets up, he wants to go right back outside. Interestingly enough, Bamboo and Yoda enjoy being outside too. They're not roamers like Izzy. They won't even go as far as Willow, the black cat, and Birdie, the ginger tabby, who will venture to the neighbor's yard. Both Bamboo and Yoda stay in the yard. 
When Bamboo is chasing Izzy, Izzy will run across the street, and Bamboo freezes at the edge of the yard. We live on a cul-de-sac, so crossing the street isn't dangerous for Izzy. Since Bamboo and Yoda have been here, we've let them transition to indoor-outdoor cats. Not only does this help with the temperament in the house, it's also helping with weight management of the two. Bamboo has dropped enough weight that he looks like a normal, healthy orange cat. Yoda has dropped some weight and actually looks like how Bamboo looked when he got here. I'm hopeful we can help Yoda lose more weight by moving more. You can follow his progress on both TikTok and Instagram at a whole bunch of cats. He's able to go up and down stairs. He's able to jump up on furniture and the kitchen table. However, he prefers to lay on the ground. I worry about his hips from carrying so much weight. The more he moves, the better he seems to feel. Now, Bamboo and Yoda are two of the three cats who can open the door between garage and house. I normally don't mind them being in the garage unless it's Izzy's breakfast time. Since Izzy has moved outside most of the time, making sure he's getting breakfast is a priority for me. Not to mention, it's a great start to my day. Pour myself a cup of coffee and go sit in the garage with my phone to post on social media planning my day before the hustle and bustle begins. Unfortunately, Bamboo and Yoda know something's up each morning and try to position themselves in the garage when the door goes up to let Izzy inside the garage. They figured out that I'll be serving wet and dry food to a cat and they want their share. As soon as I pour my first cup of coffee and head to the door, one or both will try to cut me off and be at the stairs, ready to make their move to the garage. There are three steps leading from the kitchen to the garage. However, I'm hip to their game. My new plan is to let them go to the garage before I'm ready. Then once I'm ready, shake the treat bag near the door. Once they hear the bag, they can't help themselves. and they run. I begin throwing treats to the other side of the room, then head out to the garage. I also have to make sure the door is secure so they can't get out once they've devoured their treats. We play this game every morning, and I keep expecting them to choose the garage over the treats. So far, they choose the treats every time. All in all, they really are sweet boys. I'll miss them when Grayson moves out and takes them with her. Of course, there's absolutely no timeline or rush on either the cats or Grayson leaving for good. There's an expression that I've heard many times curiosity killed the cat. And while that may be true, I believe there's a follow-up to that expression. I don't know if there is actually a follow-up to it or if I read it in a book, but the follow-up, the end of that expression is something like satisfaction brought it back, right? Curiosity killed the cat, satisfaction brought it back. My point is having eight cats and occasional fosters, I get a lot of questions about the logistics of the cats, dealing with so many cats, things of that nature. So what I want to do is take some time at the end of each podcast to answer any questions that listeners may have. If you have a question, something that you've been wondering about, please email me at wholebunchofcats at gmail.com. You can also reach out through social media, And all links to any social media platforms can be found at www.wholebunchofcats.com. And now, the question from you. 
One question that I get asked a lot, especially from friends that'll come over and they'll, they'll come in and they'll say, I saw your black cat outside, or they'll open the door to come inside and uh, Bamboo or Yoda will run out and people, you know, how do you keep straight who can go outside and who stays inside and how does that, how does that even work? And honestly, it's, it's not as complicated as it sounds. Um, Izzy, the gray tabby, stays outside all the time. If he's ever inside for a quick breakfast because it's too cold outside, we keep an eye on him and let him out as soon as he's ready. Willow, the black cat, probably stays outside the second longest. He comes in throughout the day to eat and an occasional nap, but when he's ready to go out, he meows, meows, and meows until someone lets him out. He also will spend the night outside and be waiting at the door in the morning to come inside to eat. Lately, each morning feels like a shift change. I open the front door, and both Willow and Izzy are cuddled up against the door for warmth. Willow comes inside, and sometimes Izzy does too. At the same time, Bertie, the ginger tabby, runs right out the door. She splits her time pretty evenly between inside and outside if the weather's nice. Bamboo and Yoda, the orange brothers, run out with her first thing in the morning too. Although, once they come back in from the morning, they'll spend the rest of the day sleeping and eating. They also enjoy being in the garage. It's less climate control than the house, but still livable and isolated from the other cats. Now that winter is here, though, they only go outside for a few minutes. I think they're hopeful that each morning will be warmer and they'll enjoy the outdoors again. Unfortunately, it's going to get a lot colder before it gets warm again. These five cats are let in and out on demand. Lila is slowly transitioning to being allowed outside. She's only allowed on the back deck. Occasionally, she jumps down and asks to be let in the back door. Now that the weather has changed, though, she's not interested in going outside. The two inside cats are Sushi and Scarlet. When we open a door to let a cat out, Sushi may try to escape, but she'll come right back. She's not used to the cold, so now she won't even try to go outside. The other day, she decided to brave it, but as soon as she stepped outside and felt the cold, she turned right back around and ran inside. She still runs to a door when she hears it open, but she no longer tries to bolt out. This may change when spring comes, but she'll remain an indoor cat. Scarlet has no desire to be outside. She may wander over to a door, but she doesn't want anything to do with it. She's safe and content inside. If you have a question about life with so many cats, please email me at wholebunchofcats at gmail.com. Or you can reach out on any of our social media platforms. Links can be found at wholebunchofcats.com. Grayson, my oldest child, is away at college. And she really misses the hustle and bustle of our house, our family, and of course the eight cats. So every week I send her a letter updating her on the goings-ons of the cat committee. Dear Grayson, well, it happened. Kittens left to go back to the shelter to be adopted. I sure miss them. They were so sweet and playful. I spent the first day they were gone scrubbing the bedroom floor. <laughs> Those stinkers pooped in places I didn't even know existed. LOL. I certainly won't miss that. I do miss them keeping me company while I work, purring on my chest, laying next to me, demanding pets. They were the cutest. I'm definitely waiting until after Christmas 
before getting any more fosters. The holidays are super busy, as you know, and I'd prefer to wait before adding another commitment. Skylar may have been right when they said Izzy wouldn't come back home after I let him out the window. I haven't seen him in two weeks. I think he may have another family he lives with. Did I ever tell you the story of Jerry, our cat growing up? One day, he walked into our garage, and we kept him. When my mom took him to the vet, she found out that he had a second home, or a primary residence. He was spending his time between our house and someone else's. He was a smart cat, and I have a feeling Izzy is just as smart. The other cats were pretty upset we left them over Thanksgiving. They pouted around the house, peed on the bathroom floor, Jaden's bed, and on the tree skirt. (laughs) Then spent the next two days by my side. Glad we're not going anywhere for Christmas. I've decided it's time to buy the cats a new cat tree for Christmas. Remember how we bought this one when we only had Izzy? Then he decided to be an outdoor cat and wouldn't use the tree. That's when we decided to get another cat. Who knew that would lead to eight cats total and a torn up cat tree? Ah, speaking of Christmas, I'm very proud of the cats for not tearing down the Christmas tree. Occasionally I'll find an ornament on the floor that they've batted out of the tree, but nothing we can't easily put back. The other day, Sushi was sitting on the arm of the couch next to the tree, and I really thought she might jump on it. She didn't though. She just took a bite of the pine needles. Gross. Sushi, it's not a real tree. Silly cat. Thankfully, after one attempt, she stopped. Must have realized the tree's not edible, which is good because then she didn't get sick. Speaking of getting sick, I'm so glad we put in the wood floor and got rid of the carpet because when a cat does get sick, it's super easy to wipe it up and no more stains. So the other day, I'm feeling pretty good about not having to deal with the time-consuming pickup when suddenly bamboo starts retching. I look over, and of course, he's standing over the tree skirt as he hurls. Seriously, Bamboo, there's four everywhere, and you pick the one spot that's going to require more effort on my part. Anywho, the tree skirt got washed, and it's all fine now, but thought you'd get a kick out of that. Of course he did. Moment. As of now, there's no presents under the tree, so we're not having to deal with cats unwrapping people's presents early. But Jaden and I are going shopping this week, so that may change. Nothing else much going on around here. Hope you're having a great week. Make good choices. Love, Mom. As episode 10 of Whole Bunch of Cattails come to an end, I want to thank you all so much for your support over the last few months. Between listening to the podcast, subscribing on YouTube, following on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, you've helped grow this community from a few friends to thousands of listeners. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you. I also want to let you know that with the holidays approaching, it's a perfect opportunity for a podcast hiatus. Season 2 is slated to start January 10th with all new episodes. I hope you'll join me for more stories about the Cat Committee, more letters to Grayson, and other additions to Whole Bunch of Cat Tales. In the meantime, catch up on all the episodes in Season 1. They're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for your support. I hope you enjoyed getting to know my cats a little bit better. Remember, the things I share are my own experiences, unless credited otherwise. I do not offer advice or guarantee results. I am not a professional. I just happen to have a whole bunch of cats, and this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. 
For continued updates on the cats, please follow their Instagram or TikTok pages at a whole bunch of cats. Or check out the website, wholebunchofcats.com. You can also email me at wholebunchofcats at gmail.com if you have a story you'd like to share. And finally, if you enjoy hearing about the cats, please leave a review for this podcast. Thanks for listening and have a terrific day.